Hello and welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast where two indie hackers, James McKinnon and Dan Rowden, talk about building their indie businesses. Dan has a product studio doing 8K MRR and I have a podcasting business doing less than 1K. Dan is off this week, so the bootstrap founder, Arvid Carl, is filling in for him. Arvid and I talk about how I can be more consistent, why Arvid spends all week watching Twitch to help him write his newsletter, and I try to pronounce a German word, forgetting that Arvid was actually German. A big thank you to today's sponsor, the founder Flywheel Newsletter, which you'll find out more about in this episode. Let's get started. So today, Dan is off. So stepping in to fill his shoes, I've got a very special guest. You'll know him as your favourite friendly internet bootstrapper. It's Arvid Carl. Welcome, Arvid. How are you? Hello, hello. Well, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. What a nice little surprise for everybody. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. I literally messaged you earlier today thinking I want to make sure I get an episode out because Dan's not around. But if you haven't heard of Arvid, he built a bootstrap business called Feedback Panda to 55k MRR, which he then exited for a life-changing amount of money. From then, he went on to write the book Zero to Soul, which in my opinion is a must-read for any indie hacker. But Arvid wasn't satisfied with just one book, so he wrote another his latest book, The Embedded Entrepreneur, delves into how to build an audience-driven business. Relentless Arvid hasn't stopped there, though, as he recently launched the Find Your Following course, which will give you the playbook for growing your Twitter audience. And I haven't mentioned his blog, his podcast, and now YouTube channel, The Bootstrap Founder. Arvid, you've been bloody busy. It um, looks like it, but I don't feel busy. I just do stuff like every, all day, every day, and that kind of adds up. It's a consistency <laughs> thing. And we can talk about this because it feels oh, like yeah. what you're currently doing, like getting me on the show so you can keep up your pace. That's a really nice opportunity to talk about consistency and longevity. And for things like this podcast, something that comes on a weekly cadence, just hitting it every single week, you habitualize what you're doing, you have expectations in other people that expect you to deliver so it's an accountability system right so you have to do stuff you have to go out of your way maybe even leave your comfort zone i don't know you're probably quite comfortable with what you're doing but some (laughs) people who are in a situation like this where one of the hosts of the show isn't there they might not feel comfortable reaching out to other people and asking them if they could just be on for a quick chat in a couple minutes it's it's been quite ad hoc what we've been like organizing here but that is growth That is, okay, wow, this seems to work. I just have to put it out there and then people do it. That's the experience that you get from that. So it's a learning experience, but it also makes it just a thing that becomes your lifestyle. That's what consistency is all about. And I love it. I love doing random stuff every day, which then all just adds up to something useful once a week, which is my content, my, my weekly content. And then having these little opportunities in between to just chat with you. How do you approach that consistency wise? Like how does your day look like? Okay, so I, I was going to ask you this because typically I'm really bad with it, Arvid. And actually, I've run into a few issues with being so bad with consistency and showing up. No More Mondays is the one thing that I don't want to miss out with because it's still quite early and we've managed to hit that Monday deadline. But it's a different story with other parts of my life, Arvid. And I've really struggled with this. I wonder, like, how would you approach it if you were me, who traditionally um, struggles with this? Yeah, introduce a forcing function that really hurts if you miss it. And for me, that is a sponsorship. That is when somebody actually pays you money Mm. to put something out on that day. Or there's a book by by Nir Eyal. He he wrote two books. The first one is Hooked, and I highly recommend Mm. that for founders to just figure out how to build a product that hooks people. And the second book is called Indistractable, which is for people who are too hooked, how you can take yourself out of these loops and how you can become an indistractable person, whatever you do. And in in Indistractable, he introduces the concept of pacts. 
And those are things that you can make with other people. These are things that you can make with yourself. It's like a swear jar turned to 11, right? You do something that you shouldn't do or you miss something that you should do and you have to pay a price and you have to set up pacts. For me, the pact that I have is with my audience. It's my newsletter because if it doesn't go out, a lot of people will complain about it, which is awesome. Uh, have you looked into sponsorships or something like that? Okay, so here's where things get interesting, Arvid. Yeah, I've had sponsors from the start. They pay £225 an episode for Indie Bites. I don't confirm there and then when the episode is going to be. I say it will be soon. So there isn't that contract in terms of time. But there are some sponsors that have sponsored months ago and I still haven't published their episodes and I'm like in contact with them constantly saying I'm really sorry I'm gonna get this out I've had like the mental health problems which was a valid excuse now it's not so much it's more I am taking on too much and missing deadlines whether it's for sponsors whether it's for clients and I think part of this show I want to be open and honest about everything and this week I got dropped by one of my clients a client that I've worked with before and it was from missing a deadline and I read the the email and I thought that's fair enough that's probably a bit of a kick I needed because as you say I had this contract with this person to deliver on this deadline and I missed that deadline and this was purely because of my own systems of managing the time how I spend it over committing and then missing that deadline I hear you. I, and honestly, I'm, I'm a very lazy person, which is why I set up these systems. If, if I could be reliable for, to myself in committing to deadlines and then actually hitting them, oh, wouldn't life be grand? But it, it's not, <laughs> right? I have to put some things in place that hurt if I don't make them happen. And I guess being kicked uh, kicked out of a, like a business relationship, that is something yeah. that happens. Have you thought about, because I'm thinking... You, you have many different projects, right? You have your, your work, you have your podcast, and mm. then your podcasts. Like, you have all these things. Have you thought about getting a VA, somebody who could take over the kind of scheduling and organizing part? Because not only is that not too expensive, but it also allows you to formalize this even more. Because then you have to set up something that other people, like a process for them, which is also easier to follow for yourself. Because yeah, set it up. I've definitely thought about that. Definitely yesterday when it happened. And, and I thought, I've got to do something about this because that was a real kick, kick blow the belt for me. And so I've thought about it. But one other challenge I have in life at the moment, Arvid, is money and how terrible I am with money. I've spoken about this on the podcast a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago. I ran out of money completely, had no invoices coming in and just thought, I've got to fix this somehow. And so I have thought about getting a VA, but then I think like, how is that going to then impact my money situation? But then if I think, what how much have i lost because of this client because of because of not hitting deadlines and if a va would solve this then that would have been yeah. worth it right yeah it's like an investment in a way yeah. you don't necessarily get that that money back but you get other money coming in more reliably through them and they could also like if you look at if you look at a va like they're not just going to schedule your podcast they're not just going to put these episodes wherever you host them or do the editing or some kind of outreach or whatever they can also do research and acquire new things new opportunities for you right new new sponsors maybe even new projects for your freelancing work or, or mm. like agency work whatever it is like a va doesn't have to be project specific that's kind of literally the idea is that they're your assistant i'm not trying to sell you on the idea it's just an option that if you don't have enough time use somebody else's time and compensate them that's the idea behind this mm -hmm. but partly for me I, i'm I, I don't have much self-discipline anymore now i'm not 
tied down in terms of an employer. And my dad always says, James, you need a boss. You need someone to, I'm like, I don't need a boss. I don't want a boss. We, we, we would clash, but I almost need to have myself as a boss to have a bit of discipline to so stick hard. to those deadlines. So hard to do this as a person that is both the employee and the employer, right? You have to wear yeah. both hats at the same time. So you could try literally wearing a different hat when you do certain tasks. We, we had, we once had this with Feedback Panda because then Danielle and I, when we founded our business, she was the CEO and I was not. But we were yeah. like a 50-50 split. We both were co-founders, very equal co-founders in the company. So I think at one point we toyed with the idea of when I'm talking to you as a boss, I'm wearing a little cap. So you can visually see that it's not your life partner talking to you about your business. Mm. It's your business partner talking to you about your business. But the idea that there's a personality part of you that is the decider and the execution lies with the other person, maybe that can help. I, I don't know, visualize this in, in a way that they make sense for you, that you're two people at the same time. Unless you have a partner or some friend who can take that role for you and just be the, the one with the whip. Yeah, I, I've definitely found accountability groups on in the community I'm part of. Weekend Club has been great for me. So maybe getting some of my friends there to help me stay on board, to stay on top of things. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, never going to be easy if you have a, a personality like this because I, I have the same. And, and I think we, we are quite similar when it comes to this because I had times in my life where I felt exactly this, both, both financially, very much. Mm. Like I, I come from the same spot. I, I changed because at some point I just decided enough is enough. And that kind of trickled into everything when it comes to like luxury or like life is itself worth something, but not things. That's my perspective as it has changed or to, to which I changed it. But I know the point and the point in life at where this happened to me and what got me out of it was focusing on other people, focusing on helping other people than just focusing mm. on myself. The more you help others, the more they want to help you eventually. And an accountability group, that can really help you too. But so yeah. I don't have a solution. I don't think you're asking for a solution either. Probably just somebody to riff off, but this situation, you can get out of it. Thank you, Arvind. You're right. I'm not asking for a solution, but this has been very helpful as just almost, I wouldn't say reiterating my own thoughts. You give me lots of new things to, to think about in terms of the VA and knowing that other people have been in that position, they've got out of it, just takes a little bit of that self-discipline, accountability, wearing uh, a CEO hat for myself or, or even the client's hat and asking what would they feel if I didn't hit this deadline while also yeah, still enjoying life and doing the fun things. But like, striking that balance so uh, i've often found myself going and doing something i want to do because i have the freedom to do it so going and playing golf when actually there is a deadline to hit and i can go and play golf tomorrow once i've done that work yeah it's hard because the entrepreneurship takes up a lot of space in our minds and sometimes yeah. we just need to rest from that and then there's things that we just want to push away for a bit. And then we find <laughs> a lot of solace in the time where we don't have to think about it. And then you're overcorrect. Thanks so much for sharing this. Like, thanks for opening up. I'm an oversharer, but I wanted this podcast to be as open as possible. And something like losing a client this week, I didn't know whether that was a type of thing I'd want to share. But actually, if other people have gone through the same thing, or like it, even just being aware of it for myself, that's happened. 
what's the solution to it? So before Arvid and I get into discussing our projects for this week, I wanted to give you some ideas for your own projects. That's because this episode is sponsored by the Founder Flywheel newsletter written by the prolific indie hacker Jacob Greenfield, who has multiple projects, including Founder Reads, Enrich My List, Tweets on Demand, and Newsletter Spy. The Founder Flywheel newsletter released every Thursday contains one business idea, one trend you can pounce on, and one framework. For example, this week's newsletter focused on why the opposite of a good idea can also be a good idea. Take Red Bull, for example, which objectively tastes pretty horrible. It's expensive and it comes in a small can, yet they sell over 7.5 billion cans a year, a premium almost medicine that can boost your performance. You might have heard of Fast, which generated a ton of hype about their Fast checkout. Then two chaps launched Slow, the slowest possible checkout experience. This started out as a joke, but then people pointed out it could actually be useful preventing impulse buys. And then my favourite part of the newsletter is the opportunity section, where Jacob writes four or five opportunities that you can look into. I can't help but think as I'm writing this that this is essentially the My First Million of newsletters and it's written by an indie maker. Join 10,000 other founders who love reading the newsletter. Head to founderflywheel.com to subscribe. And let's get back to my chat with Arvid. Arvid, this <laughs> is new for me. I'm not asking Dan what he's been working on. I'm asking Arvid Carl. So mm. what have you been doing this week? As usual this week, I wrote my article. This time around about the topic of entrepreneurial anti-patterns, I think. So the idea was to, to share a couple things with people that they might not want to do in the beginning of their business, right? It's not, do not copy another business or do not build a business that is just an implementation of every single best practice that you know in the field yeah. or find a market that's not too big so you have competition, too much of it or too small so you can't even grow your customer base. Or last one was, I think, high structural churn. Right? Find a market, find a, a niche that has you can't avoid churn in, in niches, right? structural churn in particular. Like Some people will just be unemployed or some people will just go per, on parental leave and that is churn and you can't avoid that, systemic churn. So find a niche that doesn't have high systemic or structural churn. And all these things I wrote about in the article, did that on Monday and then I forgot what I did for the rest of the week because usually <laughs> I, I write for the first couple days. I, I just I write my outline and then I watch a lot of Twitch and I watch a lot of sports and I play a lot of games in between and every now and then a little paragraph makes its way into the outline and then by Thursday I record. And that's what I did this week as well. So Tuesday and Wednesday were pretty pretty much days of me just noodling around right. and... yeah. I, yeah. I love this, Arvid, because there's this lovely little book by John Cleese. It's called The Short Guide to Creativity or something. And it's 80 pages. You can read it in uh, 30, 40 minutes. And it's essentially about in order to be creative, we need play. We need these times where we're not we're not working to cultivate this creativity, to come up with new ideas, to let concepts that you've maybe written in your outline expand in our heads and think a little bit more about them. So when it comes to writing you have new threat fresh creative thoughts there's no point trying to force creativity and when you said there about playing games watching sports watching twitch i was like that is perfect people might feel guilty when they do that but that is just a great way to foster the creativity because in your subconscious your brain is working there when you're playing the games when you're watching sports tell me what you're playing what you're watching 
So on, on Twitch, I watch things that I can watch without sound. But on Twitch, it's mostly like, what is currently StarCraft, World of Warcraft. I watched uh, the Race to World first and World of Warcraft. Usually happens nice. uh, every couple months where they release a new dungeon. And then all the good guilds, like the, the best players in the world, they all try to kill the boss the fastest. So that happened for 18 days this month. I wrote about it two weeks ago about the kind of what, what players... Yeah. What founders can learn from these players, and there's a lot to learn from these gamers because they do a lot of prep, a lot of mid-fight analysis, a lot of pivoting, and a lot of using good tools, software tools, to uh, amplify the effect that they have. So I find a lot of similarities, and I always write about this. Every six months, when they release a new dungeon, there's always going to be an article about how much you can learn from World of Warcraft because I watch it, and then something comes in. That's exactly what you just said. You watch this. And your mind, you may be focused on the weird crap monster that everybody's trying to kill, but your mind is putting one and one together. I I love uh, watching uh, StarCraft because it's just fun to see people strategize. I play mm. Hearthstone, so a lot of Blizzard games in this. Uh, Hearthstone is a little like card game, f for those who don't know it, where you play against other players, like Magic the Gathering, but much simpler. I play that from time to time because it's something I could do on the side without having to like fully focus my attention. Because yeah. I don't want to yeah. do that either. I could play games where I'm like six hours in the game <laughs> but then I would miss out on these opportunities to just go to Notion on my other computer that's right beside it and just type out my thought because I would need to stay focused so I don't want that it's a little balance that I strike here too and one more thing that I've done this week that which is by far not productive at all but gave me amazing ideas was listening to around 30 or 40 episodes of the Writing Excuses podcast. <laughs> Writing Excuses is a writer podcast that is 15 minutes long. That I think that tagline is 15 minutes long because you don't have enough time and we're not that smart. There's uh, a couple writers, Brandon yeah. Sanderson is one of them, like fiction writers, Howard Taylor, a cartoonist, and a couple other people It changes over time. I've been listening to this podcast from the start. They're now at uh, season 17 or something, and I'm in season three, which has like 30 episodes. It's wonderful because it's just these 15, 20 minute sound bites all condensed into a really nice narrative about writing but writing for fiction because i have this secret ambition to become a fiction writer in my life at some point to write sci-fi or fantasy literature but that's like future stuff and i'm just soaking it all in and then yeah i i recorded this uh, this week's episode on thursday which is my recording day i i do a usually a voice recording which uh, until yeah. now was the only way i did it but this time i just turn on this camera that i'm currently talking into as well and recorded the whole thing so i can put it on youtube not because i want to become mr beast 2 i don't think my youtube career is going to be that exciting but i want at least a, a video version of this to be a available as well because I have this feeling that if I tell people that video is the format in which they can connect to people the best, because you hear their voice and you see their face, little micro gestures and all that stuff gives you the most opportunity to have a human-to-human -human connection, then maybe I should do the same, right? So that's where that came from. So with that, I this is the first week ever that I have four different ways that one piece of content, the thing that I wrote on Monday, is now distributed to people. In, in four different formats. That's what I did this week. I love that, Arvid. So th this week I um I got a custom wallets order, custom branded bulk wallets order from my friend Will, who runs Simple Poll Slack app, and I, it was very fun. I enjoyed making them in bulk. I enjoyed selling them. I want to do more of it. So I put up a page where people can, or companies can now buy custom branded leather wallets uh, and I'll sell them in batches. I also find anytime I, I get an order or a few orders and I 
start making them. I maybe have had a break for a few weeks. When I make one again, I realize how much I enjoy it and then want to make one every day. And it reignites that creativity. I don't know why it does that, but I now make stuff every day and I really enjoy it again. So I, I was pleased with that this week. I also released an episode of Indie Bites with my friend Diana Allen. And actually I, I was joined by her fiance as well. It was my first ever double act recording of Indie Bites. And it was a very interesting dynamic between her and her partner when they started this business. And she also runs uh, a, a handmade candle business on the side. And her new business is Inventora. It's an inventory management system. They're at 5K a month. And that was a really interesting conversation to edit. I do so I published that. And then more episodes recorded of Indie Bites. One with Dominic Mon of Mental Cruise, Justin Duke of Button Down Newsletter Creator, Pierre DeWolf of Scraping Bee, and Drew Riney of... Uh, trends.vc i just recorded with him so it's been a busy week of recordings for me what a lineup too wow you got like with, with diana and, and dominic and justin pierre and andrew and all, all in one week Jeez. man that's a lot of that's a lot of really cool people to just have a chat with to begin with right to e yeah, even then yeah. record something like uh, something permanent that is really cool that's why i want to have an interview show at some point because i just think <laughs> you had so many cool opportunities to learn from these people this is this podcast has changed my life completely the people i'm now able to speak to new clients that i've got through my other services have all come through that podcast i honestly i'm so happy with how far the pods come and i, I think about it two a week at 200 pound an episode for sponsors just under 2000 pound a month and that was like absolutely unfathomable six seven months ago and the fact i'm there almost replacing my full-time income with a podcast where I get to speak to my friends about right? interesting things. You're being paid uh, to learn cool yeah. things. All right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. For a couple of days work a week and it, I can edit completely on my schedule, play as much golf as I want. That is just an absolute dream. And I, I, I was speaking to Dan last week about it. I, I, I like almost doesn't feel like it. I thought there might've been a champagne popping moment when I hit that point and gone, I'm here, I've made it. But it, it's, yeah, it doesn't feel that way. And that's an interesting thing. But like stepping back and looking at it, I'm very grateful and it's very cool. That's a good reflection um, exercise to do. Because we all have this hedonistic adaptation or hedonic adaptation where yeah. we get used to things as they happen and then we think, oh, there, there wasn't that moment. But yeah, there's never that moment. Like you, every moment no. is just the present and then it's gone. So you might just as well enjoy the fact that you get to enjoy that moment right now. So congratulations. You have made it way further than most people have ever or will ever make it. So that's really cool. Thank you, Arvid. I appreciate that. And the, the final really cool thing that happened this week for me, you're aware of the term when the world zigzag. In fact, you mentioned it in your uh, <laughs> most recent newsletter. That's right. Okay, so it originated from a fella called Sir John Hegarty, who is the founder of a marketing agency called BBH in London. This chap is a legend in the advertising industry, who's one of the founding partners at Saatchi and Saatchi, and then went on to launch BBH. He's also the brains behind the Audi slogan, Vorsprung Dirk Technik. And, oh, sorry, Arvid, can you say that for me? I butchered that, haven't I? I'm, I'm trying to, trying to, what is it again? <laughs> Okay, so one more time, Arvid. Nice and slow for listeners right. so they can get it properly. Audi. Vorsprung durch Technik. I can't believe I said that and I realised I was speaking to Arvid, who is German. And, oh, goodness me. Oh. So, yeah. So, John Hegarty, absolute legend. I produced a pod with my client for him. It was just 
a pretty surreal moment. <laughs> what pretty impressive <laughs> week, gotta say. <laughs> Well, Arvid, uh, we've almost recorded for an hour, but we end an episode on tweets of the week, which is one tweet that we're going to have a brief discussion on. So do you want to send me your tweet? So yeah, this is a tweet by Josh Spector, a fellow creator who has a really nice newsletter and has a lot of interesting things to say. By the way, he has a really cool like concept of his newsletter that once you're on the list, he's just going to send out thoughts every couple days and it might just be a one-liner or a two-liner with a link but it's always really interesting it has a very clear Mm -hmm. idea of of marketing and stuff and he this tweet is i'm just gonna read it it's lead magnets are overrated when it comes to newsletters they get more subscribers they get you more subscribers but those subscribers want the lead magnet and don't necessarily want the (laughs) newsletter it's often fool's gold and i find this is a really interesting understanding of how how you acquire people to follow you how you acquire your audience because if you try to trick them into becoming your audience then you're not building relationships you are trying to manipulate people and that is a problem right and we I, i think there used to be a time where a lead magnet would convert people and you could then throw stuff at them but the more we look uh at the reality of brands today the more we see that people want to connect with other people like people don't want to connect with the brand they want to connect with people at that brand people who make that mm. brand happen so if you try to trick them it's the very first interaction that you have with them that is going to be the aftertaste for every single thing in the future and they're going to they're going to cancel they're going to unsubscribe they're not going to talk pleasantly about you and i think that's what this tweet encapsulates for me if you want to build an honest and authentic relationship with people from the start don't use growth hacks don't get them to do a thing like just be there be so present that people want to do the thing and they find you that's what what this is about for me what do you think okay so maybe not agreeing with everything why not do a lead magnet that is just a bonus to people signing up for the newsletter as a thank you for signing up or or what can people do to communicate a newsletter value better in so which they don't need that lead magnet Mm. Oh, well, now that's now that's an interesting question that leads us more yeah. into like how you can make clear what your value is so they can convince themselves to follow you. Maybe that's mm. the, the, the mindset shift that I am thinking about here, because I've talked about this earlier in the things that I learned this week from the Writing Excuses podcast. And one of them was there's expectations and there's promises. The promises that those are the things that you make and the expectations that is that's what your audience either already has or is developing from the promises that you make. And you can't manage expectations. You can't manage what other people are thinking. The only thing you can actually manage is what you promise, what your positioning is, what you claim is your value proposition, right? How you can show that other people trust you enough so that these people now can trust you too, like social proof Mm -hmm. and these kind of concepts. And I think you should work with sharing or showing your social proof then giving people something for free that might not be the thing that they ultimately want or you give them something that they want but now they are in a relationship where they get something else they didn't want that's the disconnect for me because if you give people something in a lead magnet then people probably are more interested in the lead magnet than in getting your weekly thing yeah because if you can convince Mm. them to get your weekly thing because they see your weekly thing then they're going to subscribe without needing a lead magnet what's yours my tweet is not something up for discussion. I just thought it was very nice. <laughs> so you, you might have heard about Brett from Design Joy, who 
he's been on no more mondays he was our first guest for this he has been on indie bites he's been on the indie hackers podcast he has just blown up recently he is everywhere yeah that's right he is everywhere also loveliest guy so nice he's rekindled this one person agency thing and he's done a very good job of it but this is unrelated he recently posted pictures of his new studio that he's up updated and it just looks so incredibly aesthetic that, that is, that, uh, the, uh, the colors man that is such a that's impressive so impressive i really liked how beautiful the photos were and you could tell this guy is just talented on many different vectors including photography and composition yeah, isn't it isn't it like even just him sharing where he works is an advertisement for his work <laughs> yeah. that, what, what a, and that's what and, and thank you for sharing this because that's what building in public is like this literally is what building in public is for he just he is a really good designer he shows it not in the designs alone but in everything that he does how cool is this what a great example i'm gonna i'm gonna steal that tweet and post it at some point this week <laughs> because that, that's just no please that's wonderful well, Arvid, I could speak to you for hours. You're an absolute joy to, to spend time with. Um, appreciate you coming on a short notice. Absolutely. Please say hi to Dan for me and hope to be on this podcast again with both of you at some point, if you ever do this. So. You'll be back, Arvid. I'll see what other six projects you've launched then. Oh, of course. Thanks so much for having me today. <laughs> and I, I hope you don't have to spend too many hours editing this. Even if I do, it will be a delight. Uh-huh. Arvid, thank you again, mate. Speak soon. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of No More Mondays with James McKimlin and our very special guest, Arvid Carl. You can join the conversation on Twitter at No More Mondays FM or hit the link in the show notes. You'll also find a list of talking points in these show notes, along with details of today's sponsor, the Founder Flywheel newsletter. See you next Monday.